first and foremost, I want to thank you all who have watched my YouTube uh, channel where I did give some sneak peeks and reviews on this report. Um, I also want to apologize because I will have to repeat some of which, um, you know, you know, <laughs> to complete this entire report. So thank you for listening to this again. Um, obviously, there's been updates I've changed some things around. It's not me reiterating, you know, repeating myself the entire time, but there will be bits and pieces. And if you watch my YouTube, you know which bits and pieces you've already heard. Okay. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and get started. I am going to title this energy. It's all fun and games until it wasn't. And so I'm going to start with September 13th and work my way down until um, September 16th, which is today, the day that I'm recording this. Okay. So, as always, um, I am using Vedic Astrology for the planetary transits. These are the planetary, um, what is it, planetary uh, placements, okay? I do use the whole sign system, and uh, I do use 12 noon as like a default time. I am a esoteric astrologer. Um, I can't be defined, and so there's a little mixture of everything, tropical, Vedic, a mixture of everything. So let's go ahead and get into this here report. On September 13th of 2023, the moon transitioned into the sign of Leo at 11 degrees in the 11th house. The moon represents many things, but today I'd like to bring to your conscious attention that the moon is a uh, is the builder of form. That's what the moon can represent. Understand that our emotions or the lack thereof is what builds our ego and is directly responsible for how that ego is expressed. The moon is exalted in Taurus, the sign, the zodiac sign that builds and has unfamble <laughs> stamina, endurance, and strength levels. The conflict wherein the moon in Leo is that the sun rules. Leo, excuse that little hiccup there. Um, but the sun likes, in fact, demands exaltation. In other words, the sun demands the ego to be exalted. And since the beginning of time, the sun and the ego has gotten what it wanted with no regard to how others feel or think. In Vedic astrology, the moon represents your mind, which in turn links up with the planet Mercury. The planet that rules all thoughts, communication, learning, memories, opinions, reasoning, but also magic. The moon in Leo at 11 degrees is within the second deacon that is ruled by Jupiter. The energy within the second deacon is rebellious, ambitious, uh, but scatterbrained. And in my opinion, this is a dangerous, childish, expansive and emotionally immature and ignorant uh, energy. Jupiter is about wisdom and philosophy. But how can that be accomplished when one one um, or gained when one's ego, ambition, rebellion and ignorance is involved? The sun, which is Leo energy, is the child in astrology. Imagine a child that appears to be innocent, sweet and cute, who becomes manipulative, sneaky and mean in order to get its way, whether that be a toy, candy, McDonald's or whatever. Notice how I use the word becomes. The thing with the moon, it's who you are naturally, um, but tend to hide. That is why in tarot, most basic card readers will tell you when the moon card appears, oh no, it looks like there are some secrets here. That cute kid appears cute in the sun on the outside, but deep down that kid is mean-spirited and manipulative to get its way. Most, I'm sorry, now look around. Most adults still act and think like that of a child. They are nice in your face until, you, uh, until they don't get their way. And when you, uh, and then when they don't get their way, you're now all of a sudden a black midget bitch, according to Kevin Hart. <laughs> and I just love to use that joke there. Ladies, when that man or what appears to be a man approaches you and you turn down his advances, now all of a sudden you are ugly or worse. Men, when a woman and or who appears to be a woman cannot use you for your money, now all of a sudden you're selfish and narcissistic or worse. In the workplace, especially if you work in customer service, those people come in or they call in all nice and asking for a favor or a fee to be removed. And when they do not get their way, all of a sudden they want to speak to the manager. They want to give you a bad review. They tend to call you rude. They try to argue with you. And in the end, they call you everything but your name if it escalates. The moon in astrology reveals the nature of an individual's mother or the lack thereof and how they were raised. 
most mothers either spoil their kids uh, or they refuse to discipline or even watch them properly and also nurture them properly. I remember working at the bank and a mother allowed her child to run all throughout the bank and the kid even ran outside a few times to go play in the parking lot, all while the mother was completely oblivious and worried about other things. You have some mothers who do not discipline their children and allow them to do or allow them too much freedom. Other mothers do not love their children or give them the proper nurturement, care and concern. And then we have adult men and women who are indeed narcissistic. Personally, I had a strict, very strict religious mother who belittled, neglected and never supported my creative outlets. This caused me to grow up with low self-esteem and to make myself small for others. Then I went through a stage of seeking sexual attention. The main objective, though, was to get attention. I've healed, luckily, but most have not and will not. Most are adults still carrying wounds from their mother or the lack thereof. When you are starved or deprived of something, you will begin to act like a child, throwing a temper tantrum in order to be seen and to get your way. Just like that kid who screams loud as hell in Target to embarrass you, all in attempts to manipulate you into buying them something and ultimately for you to shut them up. With the moon in Leo in the 11th house, beware of you and or others expecting you to play their mother. Be aware of you or others projecting their wounding from childhood and their mothers upon you or expectation of a mother upon you. When we hear about individuals having mommy and daddy issues, the moon in Leo uh, in a natal progressive or transit chart is definitely responsible. This could also be due to someone having a Saturn in Leo or Cancer or Saturn in the fourth house or fifth house, but not always. This also can be Chiron in any of those placements or houses. I personally have my Saturn in the fourth house cusping the fifth. However, I always attracted men who had a bad or non-existent relationship with their mother, and it was always projected upon me. They always wanted to hurt me. I have Saturn in Aquarius in the fourth house cusping the fifth, and I have my Lilith in Aries in the seventh house, which not only made them want to hurt me, but they also sexualized and demeaned me all in the same motion. I was always in a position to either mother them, enable them, and to heal their wounds, and in return, I was always abused, hurt, and cheated on. It's like some 50 grades of shade bullshit where homie would abuse the women who look like or even acted like or reminded him of his mother. Alexa, please play. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. But seriously, if you can recall my last report when the moon was in cancer in the 10th house, I revealed that in the hearts of many were passive aggressive, possessive and wounded energy. That wounded and hurt heart was not healed, but still hidden uh, and used to justify why people wanted to treat you the way that they did. The quote, hurt people, hurt people, can be inserted here. And dedication to what it is that I'm about to say as well. Uh, if you really fuck with me, I did a reading for Capricorn Energy and it was titled, Someone is Fake Hurt and Mad to Justify Why They Refuse to Be Vulnerable with You. That reading is in alignment with this placement. And keep in mind, I did the tarot reading before I even touched on this astrology placement, which then only confirms my point. To wrap this up, the sun is still in Leo, the midheaven is still in Leo, and Lilith is now in Leo, which is ruled all of which by the sun. And the sun exalts Aries, that is ruled by Mars. So for some of you, you will be shining in your expression and in your careers or in some manner. And with the moon in Leo, this is going to cause others who are unhealed and wounded to want to attack you and everything you're building. Because remember, the moon represents builder of form what we feel is essentially how we think and ultimately how and what we express the thing is the moon and especially in leo is hidden who know um so just know that those who are attacking you are doing so in silent those who are uh hurt and uh those who are attacking you not only are hurt but they're also mad Know that those attacking you are projecting their pain and the lack of love or attention that they didn't get from their mom or home environment upon you. And lastly, we have a new moon in Leo coming through on September 15th. So those who are all the above hurt, mad and sad will be using this new moon to cast spells and to project their evil on you. If any of these people come back into your lives because we still have Mercury retrograded in effect. Again, this is on September 13th, this report. I'm going through September 17th. Okay, keep that in mind. But back to this. 
We still have Mercury retrograde in effect, so ignore and run away from them, but also keep in mind any evil spell work, negative thoughts about you will be returned to sender due to Mercury, Neptune, Jupiter, the North Node, Saturn, and Pluto all being retrograded. Personally, this is your warning to Pluto being, um, and also personally a guy that I dealt with named Leonard. Uh, Y'all need to back the fuck up. I did a crow call the other day titled, These People Are Receiving Warnings to Stop. It would behoove you to stop. And there's something about the word behoove that reminds me of the hooves of a bull. The same bull that represents the zodiac sign Taurus. The same zodiac sign that is exalted, uh, the same zodiac sign that is exalted in the moon, or that the moon exalts in Taurus. The same Taurus energy that in tarot is the Hierophant card. The same Taurus energy that I have natally in my Mars placement in the seventh house. The same seventh house placement that is in the descendant where Aries, the sign of war, is occupying. The same Aries energy that is in Jupiter that is retrograded in, um, and the North Node that's retrograded, and in Uranus that's retrograded. The same energy that is exalted in the sun placement in Leo that the moon in Leo just so happens to be hiding the mad, sad, and bitterness in. Does any of you have any questions or concerns? Probably. Moving on. Lilith has transitioned into um, the sign of Leo at one degree in the 11th house. With Lilith in Leo at one degree in the first deacon, which is ruled by the sun, a.k.a. Leo, this reminds me of the tarot card reading that I did for the crow call recently titled, They're Being Warned to Stop. Within that reading, the fool card came out, then the emperor card reversed, and then the lover's card was unable to be connected to the fool and the emperor card. Basically, I was energetically getting that someone was being reduced down to the bottom. The quote, a hard head makes a soft ass came to mind in that reading. The thing is, when we all come out of our mother's womb, aka the spiritual void, we all start the spiritual life journey as the fool. And over time, we should become the emperor or the empress, which is an, en- which is an energy of integrity, abundance, strength, and growth. It is not necessarily a title, but more so a symbol of or an aura an energy a crown if you will just like heaven or paradise it's not necessarily a physical place but an energy that one can reach within the mind and in the soul by way of your spirit are you following me the ones who are being reduced to nothing a tadpole a young warthog uh, (laughs) or that's what they are being reduced to The crazy thing with this energy, we are all presented with the same energy. We just handle it differently. Some responsibly and with integrity. Meanwhile, others, the opposite. Just like we all have 24 hours in a day, some use it productively. Meanwhile, others waste time. We all make money. Some save and spend money in a frugal manner, whereas most spend recklessly and extravagantly. With Lilith in Leo and the 11th house, for those who refuse to take heed to many warnings, heal, change, and to grow up, basically, they will be the main ones with the soft ass at this time. They will be the main ones like Humpty Dumpty on the wall experiencing many great falls, especially the ultimate fall from grace. They will be thrown into the Uranus retrograde storm with no notice. Funny how Uranus rules Aquarius, which is the complete opposite of Leo that Lilith and the moon is currently uh, in. This will be unexpected, shocking, and very painful. I mentioned already in my last report that the planet Pluto is about warnings to change and to heal and to transform. Sure, there's towers, but most people ignore it and act like it doesn't apply to them. It's not until Uranus comes in and shocks the living shit out of them, one of which you cannot ignore. Uranus is much more severe in nature. The planet Pluto is like a burning building. Yes, very tragic, but you still have fire alarms. You still have a very loud warning to act upon. You have a chance. With Uranus, that's uh, like a crazy unexpected car accident that ruins your life or ends your life in more severe terms. Uranus is like a chronic illness that you cannot heal or there's no medicine for. So with Lilith and the moon in Leo, those who refuse to take heed to the warning and plan on using this new moon in Leo on September 15th to continue sending spell work, evil, hate, and thinking of you in a negative way, wishing ill on you, they will lose everything. And that's a promise. Now, for others of you who are using your energy productively, healing, creating uh, with love, passion, and purpose, this will be a time where you get to be a kid again. 
All creative blocks will be removed, restored, and especially for my creative individuals, but not limited to. Lilith in Leo in the first deacon is playful, childish. The energy here is easygoing, is easy-go-lucky, passionate, determined, charming, and majestic. With this energy in the 11th house, you will be like a cute, intelligent, and blessed kid that everyone wants to spoil, protect, see, and to be around. This will certainly bring in some money as well. I mean, all kids who live in healthy households with healthy parents spoil and love their kids, right? Well, you are the most high. You are God's majestic child, and you will be treated as such. God will place on the hearts of the world, the collective considering the 11th house, for all to bless you in some way, which in turn will make your life easier, safer, and happier. You are the golden egg. Now for those bad eggs, they will be diminished and disappear like Homegirl did in the Willy Wonka factory. Didn't she blow up like a blueberry first? Someone may find out that they're allergic to blueberries, possibly. Some kind of allergic reaction may occur, uh, and this will open up the can of berries <laughs> on someone's health or something like that. Enjoy. On September 15th, the descendant has transitioned into the sign of Taurus in the first degree in the seventh house. Now, considering the sign of Taurus is ruled by Venus and exalted in the moon, as the moon represents hidden realms, among other things, expect to be attracting a peak in materialism, finances, resources, pleasure, sexual desire, business, your aesthetic, and interest in artistic expression and crafts coming out of nowhere or what would appear to be nowhere. Those of you who are receiving these blessings will intuitively know that it's not coming from nowhere, hence is why you'll be receiving it in the first place. This energy, in addition to the new moon in Leo in the third house, is a clear indication that ancestral, maternal, family, spirit guides, earth goddess Gaia, the universe, and the cosmos, duh, is providing for you at this time. You are being exalted and being taken care of, and in the seventh house of people, just know that these maternal spirit guides are sending these people to assist you. I personally was doing some reading per usual, and the chapters I was reading felt very personal, motherly, nurturing, loving, protective, and quite familiar. Like all my thoughts, worries, private questions and concerns, and even things that I've been journaling were being responded to. I was also guided to read some nutritional books to assist with some minor digestive issues that I've always experienced throughout my life. I've also been feeling uh, extremely sexually aroused lately, and I've been feeling protected to assist myself in that regard with no guilt or feelings of spiritual intrusion. I also have been receiving money that I needed and have asked for. My father invited me down to his beach mansion for the weekend, which I knew was my spiritual call to spend time at the beach and the water to heal and to be rejuvenated. I have also been taking more baths and decided to drink water naturally without my crystal light. But as of today, I had to add some crystal light, okay? <laughs> now, I've noticed that my nails and my hair, they're growing. I've been resting more and my psychic abilities have been heightened furthermore. I've been around children for the past couple of days and I've been reunited with some church elders, some siblings and old friends in which I haven't spoken to nor seen for some time. In addition to my books, I've been receiving a lot of spiritually guided wisdom from those elder siblings and old friends that I grew up with. My heart rhythms have been weird to me, but nothing is wrong. I just know my heart shocker is being activated and stimulated, but I'm still about to go to the hospital tonight to just check. <laughs> I've been having thoughts of having children lately, and the color pink has been heavily emphasized lately as well for me in my life, just to name a few personal experience, experiences of this energy. Um... And again, I'm only expressing uh, these vulnerabilities because I feel that I'm gaining strength in doing so. The descendant in astrology represents hidden energy, activity, and realms. And with the descendant in Taurus, this hidden energy is dwelling within the first deacon that is ruled by Venus. The energy here is outspoken, hence is why I can feel safe to express these vulnerabilities. But also, the energy here is friendly, which I find that people have been to me lately in my personal life and just in passing, but it also including my Patreon family. The first deacon of Taurus is pleasure-seeking, and I've been pleasing myself. <laughs> but also, there's a strong will that resides in the first deacon as well. Ultimately, that strong will be nurtured and developed more so. This energy will be discussed further when I go over the ascendant that has now transitioned into the sign of Scorpio. However, if any of you are experiencing anything like this, like me, just know that this is just the beginning. Mother Goddess is doing great things for you and the like. 
Embrace solitude at this time and only be open to receiving healing, nurturement in all forms, people, places, and things at this time and alone. There are so many hidden messages, uh, downloads, and spiritual rejuvenation being bestowed upon you at this time. Metaphorically, this energy reminds me of being in the suburbs or in the country. Only in these places can you properly see the stars, hear nature, and your thoughts. I have found that you don't really have that access in the city where you're bombarded with people, noises, and ultimately toxicity coming from all corners and hidden places. Usually in the city, you are distracted, etc. With the descendant in Taurus in the seventh house, it is imperative per- to protect your peace at this time. Seek peace and be at peace. In the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 39, to paraphrase, it says, Peace be still. The Ascendant has transitioned into Scorpio at one degree in the first house. And as we commonly know, the Ascendant in astrology reveals the glasses with uh, lenses in which you perceive the world, but also how others view you. To backtrack just a bit with the Descendant in Taurus, you are being equipped in all things that we usually need from our mothers in order to survive, right? Especially in young age, but in life, to succeed in life, when we're ready to branch off and to be independent. With the descended in Taurus, we came to an understanding that this or that this was being provided for you at this time. It was also understood that a strong will and wisdom was being developed and nurtured at this time as well. Like wild animals, they instinctively know how to hunt, survive and to thrive in the wilderness, but they still need their mothers to teach and show them. They need their mothers to build up their strength, confidence, will and to know about those hidden depths, the traps, their predators, and how to outsmart and or defeat them. It is never about what you can see in broad daylight. The real danger comes at night. To compare most humans, especially in modern times, they fall victim to traps in the wilderness. The wilderness being life, because they were never taught or refused to take heed to the real dangers that life presents. Most people are only concerned with what they can see, and I personally know that looks are deceiving. People, places, and things are deceiving. All that glitters was never gold, but most fall victim to the gold. In the wilderness, prey and broad daylight appear to be an easy catch, but seldom is it ever. Just watch the animal planet. There's always someone watching in the shadows and the depths. There are also secrets, a catch or a clause hidden in plain sight. Most fear the dark, but to me, it's very authentic. What should be really feared is the light and all things in that light because like the sun, you're blinded by the light. In the dark, your eyes adjust and you can sense more, you can sense the truth. When I worked in customer service, it was never about what was being spoken, but more so what wasn't. The devil being the details and most overlook those details. Most want to be ignorant to the details. When you sign up for that credit card, you're, you are just focused on the credit limit. Very seldom does anyone read the terms and conditions that are blatantly in your face. And that's where the devil, the traps, and the tricks reside. Why do you think lawyers can, uh, why do you think lawyers are paid so much? Because they're willing and capable to read in between the lines and read the details. Most humans are capable of reading in between the lines uh, and the details, but they're too lazy to do so. Most just want the shiny new car or person and overlook those details. They, do, they so desperately want to believe the appearances. Even bullies, they love to pick on the silent one. The silent one appears weak and alone, but that is usually when they find out that the silent one has more power and allies that meets the surface. And so, with all that being said, with the Ascendant in Scorpio in the first house, it's clear to say that you have clear vision about life, aka the wilderness. Considering the tools, lessons, and wisdom you've been given and applied by those same hidden forces that we discussed in the descendant and Taurus placement, seventh house placement. That strong will that has been developed, aka those strong innate senses that has been developed is what others see with the ascendant in Scorpio. In the Dark Knight movie, Bane was a powerhouse. He was undefeated and he was raised and molded by the darkness. Bane was initiated in the darkness. We are all born from the void, aka the darkness. However, most live their life in denial of the dark and of their darkness. They fear darkness and swear this love and light bullshit, which is why they fall privy to the traps, scandals, lies, and deceit in the lightness. They are easy prey and they become such willingly. In their distorted egotistical mind, they think that they have dominion, power, and jurisdiction 
over those silent, introverted, and alone types, only to find out when it's too late that they have been blinded by their egotistical, quote-unquote, truths. Personally, my ascendant has progressed into Scorpio in the first house, and I natally have my Pluto in Scorpio in the first house. When I had my ascendant in Libra, I learned a lot about the world and the people within it. I was always bullied, taken advantage of, lied to, and led into traps by people that I thought I could trust based on ignorantly uh, believing those appearances. With my Pluto in Scorpio in the first house, that energy always stung me in the ass, not them. With the ascendant in Scorpio in the first house conjuncting my Pluto in Scorpio in the first house, any and everyone, any and anyone, (laughs) any and everyone who tries to deceive me now They get stung and poisoned. The ascendant in Scorpio at one degree is within the first deacon that Pluto rules. So this indicates that it's true uh, strength and power and it's at its home. Imagine an intruder coming to your home and you shoot them dead. In some states, but generally, you have advantage and you have merit to shoot that motherfucker dead. When we watch sports, your team is playing at their home field. They have the advantage and they also have a stronger support system, a.k.a. their fans. All in all, it's dangerous business messing with someone at their home, their family, or whatever else someone claims is theirs. The first deacon of Scorpio is Pluto energy. It's the tower card and the death card in tarot. When those cards come out in tarot readings, most want to click off the video or try to make light of the situation, no pun intended. And the energy that those cards really entail, again, no pun intended. Obsession, grief, loss, and suffering is experienced in the first deacon of Scorpio, but also loyalty, commitment, intensity, secrets, romance, and relationships reside in that that deacon as well. So in conclusion, anyone who violated, violates, deceives, betrays, disrespects, steals, or harms you in any way in the past, present, or future will indeed suffer greatly. Why? Because we mentioned in the Descendant in Taurus, it was clear hidden forces were protecting and providing for you. Those hidden forces are committed and loyal to you as you are to them. Growing up, my mother always said, I brought you in this world and I can take you out. And this is the vibe at this time. Just like if someone messes with your children, you will kill. Just like a lioness protecting her cubs, you will die. I did a crow call recently and it was titled, These People Are Being Warned to Stop. I posted a Why Are They Mad for Scorpio Energy titled, You Always Know When a Motherfucker Is Lying, and Now They're Crying. And just last night, I posted another crow call titled, That They Striked at Midnight. This is confirmation that your enemies who claim to be love and light only, but operate in the darkness, the darkness in which they shun, reject, and demean in the the public, in the light, they tapped into they they they're the ones who are mainly tapping into this dark to carry out their carry out their evil deeds against you despite your loyal ties which now they're going to be suffering the suffering will now be starting because they pretty much they tried you like i mentioned before most operate in the light and the ego and they try they love to bully those who appear to be alone silent and introverted only to find out that they fucked up Well, now they will feel, see, hear, taste, and smell just how bad they fucked up. The ancestor messages that I posted on Patreon for the Aries energy, which, to give you some background, Aries energy, uh, or Aries, the sign, rules the first house. That's the same house that the Ascendant is always in. And the title of that reading was A Mutt, Sickness, Devastation for These People, and They Are in the Chamber of Deadly Gas. I even saw a skunk the other night. What is the cure when a Scorpio stings you? What happens when a Scorpio stings you? Because most of you are surface level, ignorant, and arrogant, I will answer that question with a surface level response. When stung by a scorpion, pain starts right away. You experience pain, tingling, numbness, jerking of your muscles, very high blood pressure, difficulty breathing, a thick tongue, blurred vision, roving eye movements, seizures, salvation and difficulty breathing and since most uh believe wholeheartedly in tropical astrology you swear it's a new moon in virgo which is even worse you are only speeding up your illness and diseases and ask me how because virgo rules the sixth house of illness diseases health and enemies if you think the moon is in virgo it's clear according to the descendant in taurus being as though taurus is exalted in the moon you are an enemy and back to the ascendant in scorpio in the first house the first house that Mars and Aries rules, 
war has commenced and uh i don't think your enemies will survive this the moon has progressed i'm sorry has transitioned into virgo at four degrees in the 11th house energetically this energy feels difficult one reason being virgo energy is naturally picky critical and detail oriented on top of that the moon naturally is unstable in terms of it being emotional and ever-changing. The third reason being, the 11th house deals directly with large groups of people, all of which with different values, belief, emotional needs and desires and motives. The fourth reason being, we are all dealing, I'm sorry, we are dealing with a new moon that kicked off in Leo, but is cusping Virgo. Leo energy is fixed, whereas Virgo energy is mutable. Both energies have different needs and express them differently. A new moon in Leo needs attention, admiration, and tends to be self-centered, which makes the energy selfish, pompous, and childish. Whereas a new moon in Virgo makes the energy picky, judgmental, mature, and emotionally closed off. In conclusion, they don't mix. This combination, to me, gives off, emotional, um, gives off emotionally needing attention, but also wanting to serve and to be of help. But in the 11th house of feeling, but in the 11th house, you feel resentful and even turned off by the very people that you crave attention from and wanting to help. It's very difficult. It's like, I understand this energy, but it's hard to explain this energy. And that's the problem, especially when dealing with people. Imagine being in a relationship with someone and they crave attention, admiration, loyalty, and whatever else. They have high standards or very specific standards, but they do not communicate them. If they don't communicate what they need, I'm sorry. And if they do communicate what they need, those needs constantly change and those standards change as well. To me, the energy is annoying and demanding and very unclear. It's like a child crying and crying and crying. And when you try to help or give what the child needs, it's not what they want. The child may even say that the child may even say what they want and you give it to them, but they're still crying. It's like a never satisfied energy and quite demanding and draining. That's the best way I can explain this energy. It's like someone always wanting something even when they have it. If this plays out in your relationships, uh, this is definitely an indicator of someone searching for greener grass, a better partner, a better toy, a better job, and always something better than what has already been provided or given. It's essentially greedy, ungrateful, and if catered to a spoiled brat uh, is this the energy that you're creating. The moon in astrology represents unconsciousness, and so this placement also indicates not only restlessness, but unconscious behaviors that are usually projected in the ego and onto others. Personally, this energy deters me from having children of my own. Why? Because I just don't have the time, the patience, or the energy for this kind of behavior. It's annoying. I find that in the 11th house of larger groups of people with different backgrounds and upbringings, most operate in this way, even if they're adults. It's a, it's a very dependent vibe going on, and it's unconscious and hidden. There's a hidden expectation found with this cusp of energy. The Leo energy wants you to just know what's wrong, excuse me, and to fix it. The Virgo energy knows, excuse me, what is wrong, but wants you to communicate it in a mature clear and clear manner so that they can fix it. There's a strong conflict, and that is why it's difficult or why it feels difficult to even write about this. And again, this energy is coming from the 11th house of many people. I find it to be very annoying and demanding. Most do not say what they mean, nor do they mean what they say. And yet they expect you to be of service to that. They expect you to cater to that. Most refuse to rise to the occasion of self-improvement and development. They prefer being immature and giving subtle clues instead of communicating effectively. Leo energy lacks discipline, whereas Virgo seeks such. Like I mentioned with the Ascendant in Scorpio, most overlook and blatantly ignore details, especially when it pertains to themselves and their unconscious behaviors. They refuse to be conscious about their behaviors, and the new moon in Virgo encourages, I'm sorry, the new moon in Virgo energy encourages consciousness that the new moon in Leo is fixated on ignoring. It's like a child doing something bad, and then when they get reprimanded for being bad, that child begins to cry and only wants to focus on how they got reprimanded, but not what they did to get reprimanded. This energy is annoying because this is how most adults act. Example, I was helping out, which is Virgo energy, at my dad's school. And one of the kids got sent to the principal's office for hitting a teacher. The kid was in trouble and of course he was getting reprimanded for his behavior. 
all I heard the kid, uh, all I heard was the kid crying that he didn't want to go to the principal or he didn't want the principal to call his mom because he was going to get a beaten. He kept yelling, I know I hit the teacher, but don't call my mom because I'm going to get a beaten. The kid refused to comprehend that him hitting the teacher was wrong. He just didn't want to get punished. When I observe people, and that's the 11th house energy, most do things to others and more times than not out of spite. And when they get caught, they want to play victim. They play victim and now you're the bad guy for holding them accountable, reprimanding them and making them aware of their evil, selfish and quote unquote unconscious behaviors. It's like when I was married, the man was cheating on me when I found out I confronted him about it and it resulted in him throwing a temper tantrum throwing things all throughout the house and in the room. He stormed out of the house, making me feel like the bad or tried to make me feel like the bad guy for addressing his infidelity. And then he proceeded to go out and cheat some more as some type of revenge. Like what the fuck? This new moon in Leo cusping Virgo is nothing but what the fuck energy. And so in conclusion, it's very annoying. Venus has uh, transitioned into the sign of cancer at 20 degrees in the ninth house. As I forementioned above, people want you to be sensitive, understanding, and compassionate towards them despite their emotional manipulation, quote-unquote unconscious behaviors that they refuse to make conscious or to correct, and ultimately their abuse towards you. This energy is like people is like people want you to always take the high road despite expecting you. Well, I'm sorry. They want you to take the high road, okay? Expecting you to, in fact, despite them continuously taking the low road with their low vibrational energy. They expect you to be reserved, quiet, passive, and ultimately to turn a blind eye towards their wrong and hurtful behaviors. Mars has transitioned into Virgo at 18 degrees in the 11th house. Do you recall that irritating, childish, lack of self-awareness and unaccountable energy that we felt and discussed with the moon being in Virgo? Cusping, well, really, Leo cusping Virgo. Well, that energy is in alignment with how others are moving and acting these days. It's funny because most hide what they think or say. Um, They hide what they think or say, or they'll say one thing and do another, but not today. Like I said, everything on the heart of others are being acted upon. And it's unfortunate because all that consumes uh, the minds of others is selfishness, unaccountability, and a lack of self-awareness and childish, also known as pettiness. On the bright side, for some who are opposite, aware, and selfless, you will be able to pinpoint these annoying, petty individuals and act accordingly. There will be no secrets or excuses of these people's behaviors. You will be given the opportunity to believe the actions of others. It's like that quote, wearing your heart on a sleeve. It just can't be denied. No one's actions can be denied. Everything that someone does is a direct reflection of their moon, a.k.a. their emotions and vice versa. If someone does not say sorry, it's because they don't want to or even think that they have to. If someone acted out in a passive or aggressive way towards you, that is literally how they feel about you. If someone appears to be in your way, blocking or delaying you, That's because that's literally what they think and that's literally what they want to do. Example, I went to the grocery store today and I needed assistance from the front desk. I couldn't find the honey. The desk clerk, I looked, uh, the desk clerk looked me in my face and proceeded to ignore me and walk away like he didn't hear me or see me. Me being me, I got louder to get his attention, especially near his boss. And he all of a sudden heard me and then answered my question. It was clear he didn't he wanted to ignore me. It was clear he wanted to act like he didn't hear me. All right. We literally connected eyes. There's just no way. The funny thing is, he didn't say sorry. Usually someone who didn't hear or see you accidentally will come back and say, I'm sorry about that, etc. or something like that. But he did not, which only confirms he wanted to ignore me. When I was ready to ring my things out, he came out of nowhere to ring me out. But it wasn't his register. Intuitively, I knew that was his way of apologizing, or maybe his manager made him, or maybe that was the universe's way of giving him karma by making him ring me out. Please believe me, I was rude as hell to him at that point. He deserved it. It's funny how something simple like asking for honey was too much for him, and then he ultimately had to ring out my entire cart. 
that was immediate karma, karma for him. He ignored me and then had to serve me. That serving energy comes from Mars being in Virgo, by the way. Mars is aggressive. Virgo is dutiful and serving. And the 11th house is the people. So basically, others who have to serve will be passive aggressive and all, or trying to off-put it. And you, will, and you will need to match that energy at this time. This can also play uh, out as people who need to give you, um, they need to pay you, uh, give you equal give and take. Basically, uh, reciprocity. They're going to be passive aggressive or try to off put it like they're not going to try to give you reciprocity or respect or pay you. And you're going to have to return this energy. People need to see their emotions in in real life. Actions reflected back to them. People need to see their emotions reflected back to them by way of your actions. So are you the moon in Virgo 11th house person or are you the Mars in Virgo 11th house person? Personally, I was the Mars in Virgo 11th house person. I reflected back to him his emotions of not wanting to help me by being rude to him for helping me. Had he been more willing and happy to do his job, I would have been more willing and nice and even appreciative for him help doing his job. And here's where we get to the nitty gritty. Jupiter is retrograded in Aries at 21 degrees in the sixth house. Now, we know or should know the purpose of retrogrades. Most miss the point or opportunities retrogrades present because they're only concerned or focused on their superficiality that is oftentimes disrupted when retrogrades occur. We should not be surprised, especially for those, um, especially for the ones who see beauty in the pain, the process, and the delays. Just like the quote, what is on the other side of fear, etc. The same can be understood with retrogrades. On the other side of pain is strength. On the other side of delays is patience. On the other side of drawn out processes is endurance and so forth. Now, Jupiter is a big deal in, in life and in astrology. And no, not because it's about abundance, blessings, money, and or new love coming in. All superficial understandings, I might add. Jupiter is massive in size. However, Jupiter in astrology is about spiritual or religious beliefs. Jupiter is about seeking knowledge, learning, and teaching of wisdom or, of, or, or, or philosophical wisdom. Spiritual wisdom is true wealth. Dedicating your life to spiritual and or religious beliefs is most important. But again, most do not want to hear or to know that. Which brings me to explaining this energy with Jupiter retrograded in Aries in the sixth house. Now, Jupiter was in the seventh house, the house of superficial values, including superficial relationships, business, materialism, relating, marriage, contracts, and also enemies. Aries energy wants to move forward always, which is what most, which is most people. They want to charge forward in all matters seventh house. They want to be busy. They want to change partners due to changing their sexual desires. They want fast money. They want to live a fast lifestyle. They want to talk fast and never listen. They want only to relate to others by what they own or who they know. And they all pray to God or a higher power when they want something that pertains to all that that I just mentioned. They all want expansion in those areas and only believe in God or a higher power when it comes to gaining abundance or whatever have you. Most get married and defile that marriage. Most get money and abuse it and their power and the power it brings. Most strive for better business only to do bad business behind closed doors. Most stay busy or stay outside for the young folks to avoid being with themselves. By being with yourself, they avoid being with God, basically. Again, no one wants to hear this, though, because they're too busy doing all the things that I just mentioned. Well, Jupiter uh, was in the seventh house, which is forcing people to reflect on their superficial values. Well, now Jupiter has retrograde into the sixth house of health, daily routines, work, service, animals, healing, and also illness. Aries is all about our physical body, and we all need our body, especially the ones who use their body to gain materialistic things. They have energy to chase those things all while abusing their body in the process. How many times have you been sick, for example, and you ignored your body's needs to rest so you can go to work anyway to get money? Ladies, most of you use your body, flaunt it, and definitely have sex to get ahead in life or to get a man or a woman, whatever your preference. 
I literally cussed this girl out on her YouTube live today because she has her boobs all out in the video, bra showing, all while claiming to be given spiritual and encouraging messages. Like, it's a joke. When I grew up in the church, I would see women dressing very sexually, trying to seduce my father and any other male pastor. But they're the same ones in the choir or in the front seat, falling out, crying for God. Again, it's all jokes. I see men using their body and money and whatever status they have to seduce these desperate women to benefit from whatever a woman has to offer, especially the wholesome ones, which is rare. Men want a woman who is godly, loyal, stays home, cooks, cleans, has babies and gives sex all the time, uh, give sex or give sex all the time while he financially and verbally abuses her and definitely, definitely cheats on her. Again, another joke. I see a lot of people in the spiritual community who uh, who preach about self-love, self-care, but they're all out of shape, overweight. They eat, smoke, and drink poison. They have sex with anyone or try to force a twin flame or even husband title on someone just to justify why they are having sex and playing house. I see people who only claiming love and light and demonizing the darkness, their darkness, but claiming to be healers. Literally, one woman told me she was a healer, but she doesn't deal with the darkness. And so I asked her, then what the hell are you healing? Usually you're healing darkness, illness, diseases, generational curses, all of which she claimed not to deal with. So how are you a healer, ma'am? I will never forget that. You know how you feel aches and pains in your body and you just pop some pain medicine? That is how most people act in life. They do not resort to natural methods to heal themselves. They take artificial chemical, the artificial chemical route, but sit in your face claiming to be a healer. And I am guilty of that. And God is dealing with me with that right now. I am a healer and God made me somewhat sick in order to redirect my healing methods. Now I take my health seriously. I find natural and holistic methods to heal, <clears throat> to heal aches and pains. I eat and nurture my body uh, with healthy foods. I limit my food intake. I fast more and I have been celibate for some time. I threw away all my medicine like ibuprofen. I exercise, I stretch, and I gave up all fast and processed foods. I no longer smoke or drink. And side note, I am struggling with the smoking part, but I am three days clean from smoking tobacco. I used to enjoy a glass of wine here and there as well. However, I go to the chiro- excuse me, I go to the chiropractor faithfully. And now I am budgeting those deep tissue massages weekly. For example, a, le- a healer is a leader. And that's what Jupiter retrograded in Aries in the sixth house is indicating. I value my health because I value my body. I need my body to live and I want to live pain and disease free. I am an empress, a true authentic empress. There's no way I can be out here sucking dick and or taking dick from the back, the side or upside down. There's no way I can allow any man or woman to just be in my energy, my space, my body, or even my heart. There's no way I can just go out to the bar, the club, the cookout, or hangout at someone's place or vice versa. Again, a healer is a leader. In order to heal others, you have to be able to heal yourself, which most cannot and do not. When I talk about fat, overweight, and lazy people, it's not because I want to shame them, which I'm sure it seems that way from a 3D perspective, especially from those who are fat, lazy, sexualized, busy, and greedy, they're simply just triggered. But in reality, and in a higher perspective, I know what that means. It means you don't love yourself. It's very clear, especially when I used to engage in those same activities. I engaged in those same activities because I didn't love myself, because I was unaware, I was ignorant, and I was battling demons, just like these people who get offended and triggered by what I say. I wanted to have sex, and I wanted to be sexualized because I lacked self-respect, I lacked love uh, for myself, and I thought that all women had to, I thought that's all women had to offer to be important. I was overweight, and I have pictures to prove this. I used to, and I still struggle with eating, but I would eat my pain, depression, sorrow, brokenness, and unha- unhappiness away, but it never went away. I used to smoke heavy marijuana because I wanted to escape it all. I was the one who used to put myself in compromising situations and then pray to God to help me. I would make all these promises, and when I got rescued, I was right back to doing the same compromising things, like these people. I used to think my value and worth depended on having the best clothes, hair, cars, and body figure, like most people. I used to allow men to exploit me. 
I would try to be that loyal in the house, cooking, cleaning, and having sex whenever he wanted woman, all in hopes that he would love or marry me. I used to go to bars and clubs just to be like seen and to have fun, but secretly I wanted to go home the whole time. I had to heal. Now I help others heal, even if that even if they hate me at first or just continue to do so. I lead by example, and that's all you can ever do. A healer is a leader, and most are followers claiming to be a leader. For my tarot card watchers, when you watch an oracle card reader tell you a man is leaving an, uh, is leaving homegirl for you, or wants to love and fuck you harder, or tells you when your next sexual encounter is coming in, tell me, how does that heal you? How is that information helping you learn or break generational curses? How is that information bringing you closer to God or assisting you with establishing healthy, healthy boundaries? How is that information helping you learn yourself more in depth and at an authentic level? You can't tell me because that's not what they're telling you. With all retrogrades, it's requiring you to think. And so think about it and take a few seconds. Saturn is retrograded in Aries. I'm sorry, Aquarius at eight degrees in the fourth house. Saturn is retrograded as well. And this placement is harsher. Saturn was retrograded in the fifth house of play, creativity, casual sex, casual relationships, affairs, risks, passion, fun, and self-expression. In brief, Saturn in the fifth house was making people take things serious. And how do you do that? Especially when people insist on playing all the damn time. Something serious has to happen to them and refer to Uranus retrograded in Aries in the sixth house. However, personally, I have this placement in my natal birth chart. And so I have always taken life seriously. But as I mentioned above, I definitely forced myself to make reckless decisions and have experienced being in compromising situations, even though I did know better. But I was just trying to fit in. I'm not perfect, but who is? However, I knew my limit. Most do not have a limit. Just like when they go drinking, uh, they keep going and wake up with a hangover. That's because you went over your limit. Most go out and have sex, and then they're either pregnant, an STD, abortion, or they just simply have loose vagina walls because they don't know their limit. Most spend money on things they don't need and to impress another person, and then they go broke. They have bad credit, or they're living check to check, borrowing money, or taking pay, uh, uh, payday loans or cash advances, or having babies because they don't know their limit. Most like to eat a lot and they gain weight, diabetes, fatty livers, etc., because they do not know their limit and the list goes on. I took a reckless risk getting married to a man I didn't know and it took me facing a felony with a deadly weapon at 22 in a jail cell alone, urinating blood after finding out he was cheating on me on our honeymoon and left in another state with no money to realize I went too far. It took this man choking me until I saw black to realize I went too far. It took me recently admitting myself into the hospital and finding out that I have stomach ulcers from abusing ibuprofen medicine that I have taken things too far. It took me being in uh, it took me being uh, in credit card debt at one point and having crazy high bills to realize that I had taken things too far. Luckily, I don't have that debt anymore. And I am healing the stomach ulcers day by day, but you get my point. Luckily, I didn't have any babies, or nor am I drugged out or dependent on anyone, because that, to me, would be me taking things too far. I know my limits for sure now, but that is, uh, that is what Saturn in the fifth house was starting to do for others as well, or that's what it's supposed to be doing for others as well. Now, Saturn is retrograded in the fourth house. The fourth house deals with our foundational upbringings and genetics in brief. The fourth house is where those generational curses, karma, habits, beliefs, and traditions are passed down and or projected upon us. The fourth house isn't all that great, and the fourth house is usually hidden. We can drive past houses all day and admire their structure, which is Capricorn energy, on the outside. But what really matters is what's going on in the inside. We can drive by a beautiful house and at the same time behind those doors, someone or an animal is being abused. We can buy a nice car and drive around with pride, but no one knows the engine light is on or the tank is on E or the car payment is crazy. And you feel me? With Jupiter retrograde in Aries in the sixth house and, what, um, and whatever has been expanded upon, especially your health or routines, the lessons are coming from here. 
So if you're having health issues, it's because Saturn retrograded in it's because of Saturn retrograde in the fourth house. Our bodies can appear to be healthy on the outside, but something may be wrong internally where you can you can't see it. If you're expanding on bad habits, like for me, it was smoking tobacco and eating. It's because Saturn retrograde is forcing me to reflect on why I'm doing it and why I continue to do it. It will play out differently for most, but as a Libra stellium, I get the best of both worlds. I had health issues and I'm currently fighting my emotional eating habits and my mild health issues. With Saturn retrograde in Aquarius in the fourth house, Saturn is applying pressure for you to break free from conformity and the people, places, and things that encourage these poor habits in brief. Saturn in Aquarius is applying pressure for you to break all unhealthy habits, relationships, and behaviors that are damaging you slowly but surely. Saturn rules Capricorn, both of which move very slow. Excuse me. Pluto is retrograded in Capricorn as well, which means health issues, bad behaviors, bad habits, and bad people will eventually catch up with you. This placement is indicating karma being served cold, and that's the worst in my opinion. Example, I was abusing ibuprofen for a solid five years, and then out of nowhere, I felt like I needed to go to the hospital. I can count on one hand how many times I've been to the hospital, and only once was it for me. Always, I was only there always to visit someone else. When I married that terrible man, it caught up with me. When I was facing a felony and in jail, my life was ruined. If I fail to stop smoking tobacco, I know that that will catch up with me and I refuse to get caught. I'd rather take heed of the warning now and course correct now. In conclusion, that is what Saturn retrograde in Aquarius now in the fourth house is indicating for you and for us at this time. Uranus is retrograded and has transitioned into Aries at 28 degrees in the sixth house. Excuse me. <laughs> Again, Uranus uh, is retrograded uh, and has transitioned into Aries at 28 degrees in the sixth house. This placement is conjunct Jupiter that's retrograded in Aries in the sixth house. So refer back so I don't have to repeat myself. However, to reiterate just a bit, most wanted and in most wanted and have chosen to expand on their superficiality, their bad habits, beliefs, and abusing their body in the process. We talked about heeding the warning with Saturn retrograded in Aquarius and the pressure being applied for a course correction. Well, with Uranus conjuncting Jupiter retrograde, this placement is indicating some shocking news and health statuses to either force these changes and or as or and or as karma for changes not made. This energy reminds me of the tarot reading that I did titled These People Striked at Midnight. This energy feels like the last straw that broke the camel's back. The thing is, with this placement being so high in degrees and damn near cusping Taurus, the financial, hardworking, but also lazy and pleasure-seeking signed and in the sixth house, this indicates to me that those who decided not to take heed and change their course of direction, those who were so concerned with pleasure, pleasure-seeking, being greedy, sexual, and materialistic, will now be receiving shocking news or circumstances that force them to spend money on their health because of illness. It's like the very thing people invested in are now going to be a burden. I read a book and I can't remember the title, but it said something along the lines of most people abuse their health for money and then have to spend money to heal their health. It's like an oxymoron. This energy can play out in so many other ways apart from your health, but please believe your money will be involved. Money you don't want uh, to lose or to spend when before that's all you cared to do. It's like that car payment uh, was all good a week ago and now it's a burden. It's like working long hours before because maybe you had the uh, energy and now working long hours has become a burden because your health is failing or you simply lack the energy. It's like wanting to be single and taking advantage of others who wanted a relationship um, that you didn't want to give. And now that you um, and now they don't want you, but you want them and now you're lonely it's like having all the success and money, but no one to spend it with. It's like being a whore, having sex all the time, and now you have an incurable disease. It's like drinking and smoking all the time, and now something happens as a result. It's like getting pregnant to keep a man or a woman, and now you regret having the baby or simply can't afford the baby, or the baby's just raising hell. 
It's like being so pressed to get married and now you're miserable in the marriage. It's like refusing to listen or take heed to the warnings because you thought you were right and now you've been proven wrong and you're mad and sad. This is uh, what Uranus retrograde in Aries in the sixth house is bringing to you at this time. Keep in mind, even though I do reports and even though I sound condescending sometimes, I never think that I'm above the bullshit. I am also human and I test my luck sometimes as well. If you really listen to me, you will know because I will tell you when something misfortunate happens to me. I get karma just like everyone else. The only difference is I take heed to warnings and I try to change. I don't make excuses or ignore the truth. When I was in the hospital, I was shockingly calm because I knew God wanted this to happen for me to learn something. I also knew I deserved to be in the hospital because, like I said, I was abusing pain medicine for five years. My chest and throat have been uh, having some flutters that I don't like. And if I go to the hospital, because I am tempted to do so, and if I get bad news, I will know it's because I was smoking tobacco and I I shouldn't have been. That was a habit um, I should have dropped when I quit marijuana. Everyone receives karma. I just can't stand people who blatantly ignore the truth and make excuses or try to attack me for speaking the truth and ultimately trying to help and to lead by example. I do not wish ill or death on people, but when ill or death presents itself, I truly believe they deserve it. If ill or death was presented to me, I deserve it. Most do not and cannot fathom such a thing or a thought or a perspective. It's always everyone else's fault. You warn them of a downfall and they spit in your face. So when they are experiencing the downfall, I laugh in their face. And please believe me, I'm the first person to laugh at myself when experiencing a downfall. So moving along. Neptune uh, is retrograded and has progressed into Pisces at two degrees in the fifth house. Neptune was retrograded in the sixth. uh, Neptune was retrograded in the sixth house, but now it's in the fifth. So the same house we've been talking about majority of this report, this clearly indicates ignoring being blind and ignorant to serious sixth house matters. Neptune retrograde in Pisces at two degrees is at a very impressionable, untrained and naive degree. That degree is within the first deacon that Neptune rules. And so it's safe to say the energy is extremely comfortable there. And what happens when you're comfortable? We become complacent, ignorant, lazy and think we know everything, which leads to being unwilling to listen to anyone um, else, even yourself. If you're unwilling to listen to yourself, that means your intuition, which is the most uh, powerful tool to have. It's unfortunate uh, that most people are like this. And in the sixth house, they form habits. And with this Neptune retrograded in Pisces influence, bad habits are formed. Escapist habits are formed, and usually they're damaging. Very few use this energy to create masterpieces or to develop their intuition, spirituality, or religious beliefs. Instead, they use this energy to create a version of themselves in a life that isn't reasonable, realistic, or even healthy. At some point, they overdose on their nonsense. Example, when someone decides to shoot someone and end their life, in their mind at the time, they think that they're El Chapo or Big Dog and untouchable. Rarely do they think far ahead at the consequences. It's only when they are in full, um, it's only when they are in a jail cell facing life or worse, the death penalty, uh, that they're forced to think about their actions, aka illusions. This takes us into the Neptune retrograde in the fifth house of play. Most play a lot of games with themselves, with others, and ultimately with their life. More commonly, most women want to play sexual games, trying to make a man desire them, be possessive over them and abusive towards them until one day they're on the news reported dead or beaten up, kicked out, homeless with kids or broke financially as well as broken spiritually. Men want to play financial sex and mind games with these women until they get set up, robbed, shot at, on child support, locked up, contract STDs, or trapped. It's all fun and games, right? Most want to smoke and drink until their body shuts down on them or they overdose, all in the name of fun. Most want to play with that mortgage or rent money to go gamble or flex. People want to believe their friends are their friends until they fly out the country and now they're the only ones who don't make it back. Or they sleep with your partner or sabotage your business or or, je- or they're jealous of you and plotting on you behind the scenes. The list can go on. And unfortunately, these people will carry on until something happens that overwhelms and drowns them. With Neptune retrograded in Pisces in the fifth house, most will reflect and be receptive to the truth only when it's too late. 
As I mentioned above, retrogrades are blessings. It's like being given another chance to take the test with the answers being given. Unfortunately, most don't have time or make time to retake the test. They rather fail. Retrogrades are or be an illusion that they didn't fail. <laughs> Retrogrades are warnings like stop signs, like red lights and do not trespass signs. Some will run the red light, not even stop at the stop sign, and they will trespass on non-trespassing territory. Only when it's too late do they want to listen. I personally never have sympathy for these people, and not even myself if I deliberately decided not to take heed to warnings. Pluto is retrograded, and it is in the sign of Capricorn at three degrees in the third house. Pluto retrograded was in the fourth house and now is fucking shit up in the third house. Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at three degrees is within the first deacon that Saturn rules. The energy here is stoic, stubborn, conforming, temperamental, and fixated, unwilling to change. Like Neptune retrograde in Pisces, this indicated furthermore people unwilling to change what they think they know and what they've been uh, doing. This placement also indicates ignoring warnings uh, and signs. They refuse to change their perceptions and to break free from their early childhood educational beliefs, values, and traditions. They refuse to seek higher education or information, and it's clear that they decided to stay focused and faithful to their materialism, hardworking ethics despite their health. They decided to stay jealous and hateful and envy and whatever else. So like I mentioned before, with Neptune retrograded and Pisces in the fifth house, most wait until it's too late to change, and this placement with Pluto retrograded in Capricorn in the third house is confirming such. Now, the third house is ruled by Gemini, and Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And quick side note, Capricorn energy only respects hierarchy, which is oftentimes misleading as not everyone at the top or perceives to be deserves and or is qualified to be, hence is why most are deceived by appearances. But Mercury is still retrograded in Leo in the 11th house. Actually, it's direct today, um, but I'm reiterating my report from when it was re uh, retrograded in Leo. All right. So I discussed that with that placement um, that most people wanted to be like everyone else and to live a life that they did not work hard for. But somehow their impracticality and hate blocked it, blocked them from taking accountability from, you know, uh, accountability to ultimately free themselves. These people were so focused on being an enemy that they doubled down. They took an L with themselves because they missed their opportunity to fulfill their destiny. And now they have to deal with another satarian cycle of hardships. But another L because you see them as an enemy and it's fuck your enemies. Leo energy is fixed. There's no changing a Leo's mind or the energy, right? Once you hurt, harm, uh, or try to humble a Leo or the energy, which is a lion or a lioness, you will forever lose their trust, support, generosity, and good energy. Leo energy at its highest vibration is loyal as fuck. Those who invested so much time trying to misunderstand you, hate you, and belittle you will not have to stand on that 100%. They now have to show that that loyalty towards that side they chose uh, and realizing that they chose wrong, oh well. Now, this was according to my last report that I wrote on September 11th of 2023. The crazy thing is Mercury is direct today on September 16th of 2023. And so in conclusion... This tower, this storm of hatred, envy, and conformity is now on the way, live and direct, except all other planets that we discussed that's retrograde, this is going to make one hell of a shit show for them. The majority of those planets will be retrograded until the end of this year and up until the middle of next year of 2024. So these people who refused to change and tried to abuse their hierarchy and power, those who thought shit was a game, played you like a game, will not have to eat their own shit, some of which won't survive this. In conclusion, again, it's all fun and games until it, it wasn't. <laughs>